Good morning and welcome to The Elevated Life. I'm Noelle Cuero and I'm your host today. And I wanted to talk about the topic of exercise today. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about with people, uh, especially whenever I take on a new client. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions in their mind about what type of exercise they should or shouldn't be doing or how much and etc. And I know most of you listening have um, probably lots of different opinions about exercise. I'm sure a lot of you exercise on a regular basis. And I have very non-traditional views on exercise. In fact, one of the first things I tell people when I take them on as a client and they're worried that I'm going to have them do all sorts of crazy exercise on top of changing lots of other things, I tell them, actually, I don't really want them to exercise while they're actually healing their bodies. And, you know, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to explain what I mean by really not exercise. And I mean intense, intensive exercise. So I want to kind of just go into this a little bit. Since I've been in the world of natural healing and nutritional healing, I've become friends and acquaintances with lots of people in this field as well. And a lot of these people happen to be personal trainers and what I have found is a lot of traditional training that personal trainers get is actually not really um, that accurate. Uh, you know, the the science behind exercise and how it helps the body has changed a lot over the last 10, 20 years, actually. And what they used to think was true about certain types of exercise is not actually true anymore. Uh, so... Since I always work from a standpoint with people that I want them to heal and balance out their body in the safest, most effective way possible, everything I teach comes from that standpoint. So I like the slow and steady wins the race approach when it comes to healing because I have found that consistency in doing the right things is way more important than doing a few uh, aggressive things for a short period of time to get fast results that typically don't last. So I'm definitely a fan of slow and steady wins the race. And that's definitely one of my mottos when it comes to healing. Obviously, that doesn't apply to everything in life, but it does apply to healing. So what I want to discuss is exercise. Now, a lot of people know that exercise and cardiovascular health is extremely important, which is very true, and having mus good muscle tone is important, which is true, and that all contributes to stronger bones and a stronger skeleton and, and actually will help us age in a, in a slower way. The more muscle we have, the slower we age because muscle contains a lot, of act a lot of hormones that are responsible for keeping us young and healthy looking. So I'm sure you can picture people in your mind that you've seen in the media or, you know, famous people who have very, very you know, strong physiques, they, they have a lot of great muscle tone, they really, really keep in shape, and they tend to look younger, you know, in general. Their bodies look younger, their skin looks younger, uh, their skin is tighter, it's not loose, 
like we associate with older people. Uh, and that's generally down to muscle composition in their body, how much muscle they have. So in contrast to that, if you think about runners, for example, if you've ever watched running on TV or if you've ever seen, you know, one of these long distance marathons or uh, watched watched any type of running in person or on TV, you'll notice runners tend to have very different physiques. They tend to be much more thin, especially uh, professional runners. They're thinner. They don't have a lot of muscle tone. Uh, and they just have a different look about them. And very often, they're, they, they might even actually look older than they are. So now I've been studying and researching this for so many years. So I noticed these things and I've noticed them for many years, but the average person may or may not notice these things, but this is what I want to discuss. So let's say you're dealing with a chronic health condition uh, and you're listening to this right now. And let's say you just, let's say you suffer from migraines, which one in three women do. One in three women suffer from migraines where they get at least one migraine a month. Uh, which is terrible, but true. Now, as a side note, migraines are very, very easy to eliminate from your life for good, even though you may not believe that right now, or you've, you've maybe tried everything and it's never happened. I'm here to tell you that is migraines are actually one of the easiest problems to eliminate for good, no matter how long you've been suffering from migraines, even if you've had them from childhood. Um, so that's a side note. But let's say you're dealing with migraines and you would do anything not to have migraines ever again. And and then you you thought, you know, I don't understand why I have migraines. I, I think I eat pretty healthy. I work out all the time. I do spinning. I do, you know, I go, I go to the gym like four days a week. I really try to keep in shape. I do you know, cardio, I'm, I go on the, I go on the treadmill, the bike, the Stairmaster, etc. Um, which is a very typical routine for a lot of women. Women will go to the gym and they'll go on the treadmill for 30 minutes and then maybe do some weights or they'll take a spinning class, which is very popular obviously right now. And, you know, they'll sweat a ton and they'll, they'll get the heart rate really up high and they'll say to me, I, you know, I don't understand. I'm doing all this exercise all the time, four days a week, five days a week. And I can't lose this like stubborn five, 10, 15, 20 pounds. Um, and we'll go over what they're eating and their diet and what they're doing. And I will always, the first thing I will say is, uh, you need to stop doing the cardiovascular exercise right now. You need to start, stop doing cardio, intensive cardio exercise. And they'll go, what? I don't understand. I thought that was really good for me. Why would I stop that? And so what I say next is very often very surprising. So let's say your body is dealing with chronic symptoms of any kind on a regular basis. And let's again use migraines. Well, when you have migraines on a regular basis, what that what that's telling me and what that need, what should be telling you is that your body is out of balance. Your body is out of whack. Getting migraines is actually not normal. We're not supposed to be in pain. The body wasn't designed to be in pain or have chronic pain. 
it will exhibit pain as a sign that something is wrong. But pain is always a sign that something is wrong. It's one of the only ways the body has to talk to us. So if you're getting migraines, that means something's wrong. So what that tells me is you have a lot of imbalances in your body that haven't ever really been dealt with. And they come and they go because the body is always trying to uh, maintain homeostasis. So the body is always trying to maintain balance. And it's so brilliant at doing this. So if you're you know, eating a bunch of bad things and drinking alcohol and, or, you know, under a tremendous amount of stress and producing a ton of cortisol because of that, your body will still try to manage to maintain balance. It will find ways to balance different nutrients coming in or out of the body. And if it needs more nutrients for one area of the body, it will take them from another area of the body. Again, it's the premise that the body is always robbing Peter to pay Paul. And if you're familiar with that, that very old saying, but that is how the body works. We rob Peter to pay Paul always. So the reason you don't have migraines 30 days a month, per, for example, is because of that reason. The body's always trying to maintain balance and trying to make you feel good. But one or two or three or four or five days a month, it's not. it doesn't have the strength to do that. And that's when you're experiencing pain. That's when the toxin load gets too high. And again, back to the premise that all disease, aka symptoms, have the same root cause, chronic nutritional deficiencies and cellular toxicity. So you actually can't have pain without inflammation. You can't have pain without cellular deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies and cellular toxicity. You, you really can't have pain without those two things. Back to migraines. So let's say you have those things going on in your body. You have chronic nutritional deficiencies and cellular toxicity because you're dealing with migraines on several days a month or even one day a month. Then you go to the gym and you work out and you're asking your body to produce all this extra energy. So what, what happens when you work out is the adrenal glands get signals that, oh, wow, I need to really ramp up the energy now. But she's, she's having me work out really hard. I need to do something. So the body produces cortisol and a lot of other hormones so that you're able to pump enough blood through the heart. The heart pumps a lot faster. You, you're, it's asking for more oxygen from your body. And that whole process is working out. Now, just imagine you're doing that. You're asking that of your body to produce all that energy and exhibit all that energy when it's already depleted. So your body's actually already in a nutritionally depleted state, yet you're asking it to produce all this excess energy for the workout. So it would only make sense, right, if you think about it, that this is going to cause excess stress for the body. Not, it's not going to necessarily benefit. So one of the things that happens when we work out is heavy exercise causes lipid peroxidation. It's, it's actually basically free radicals 
that steal electrons from the lipids in the cell membranes. And that results in cell damage. I'll say it again. So free radicals actually steal electrons from the lipids in the cell membranes, which results in cell damage. So at the same time, strenuous, strenuous exercise actually requires excessive oxygen consumption. And it triggers the deactivation of superoxide dismutase. This is an enzyme that expels disproportionate active oxygen from the body by helping neutralize free radicals. So in simple terms, what all of that means is too much exercise and too much cardiovascular requirement from the body actually disables one of the key enzymes that protects cells from aging. If it disables a key enzyme that protects the cells from aging, what that means is we're creating rapidly aging cells. We're actually contributing to a, a faster aging process in our cells. We're creating more free radical damage. Now, so let's go back to the premise that your body is nutritionally deficient. How do we know? Because you have chronic symptoms. Let's again, let's say migraines. If you didn't have chronic symptoms, I would, I would bet maybe you're not that nutritionally deficient. But let's say you are because you're suffering from migraine, migraines and that's the sign. Now you're asking your body to do all this work and it's getting mixed signals and it's requiring so much energy from your cells that it actually speeds up cell death. It speeds up cell decline and it actually is asking too much from your body so you actually speed up the aging process. So this is one of the reasons why Different athletes who do different types of exercise look very different. It's also another reason why if you go to the gym on a regular basis and maybe you see the same familiar people at the gym and you may notice that some people are in there all the time on the treadmill or the bikes and they just don't seem to ever lose any weight. They seem like they're always the same weight, like they're always the same They're always, they're always the same weight no matter what they do. They're always the same. They can't seem to lose weight. So you think, wow, I don't understand. They're in here all the time and they're not losing weight. Why would that be? They're doing all this workout. One of the main reasons is they're doing the wrong type of exercise to trigger their metabolism to speed up, which is cardio. They're doing cardio, too much of it, so that actually slows down the metabolism, which I'm going to explain in a minute. The other reason is because 90% of our weight is determined by the food that we eat. So no matter how much exercise and workout you do, your weight is not determined by a workout. Your weight and how what you actually weigh and how your body burns through fat is 90% determined by what the food going in your mouth. Workouts only determine the strength of your body and other things, but not, not your weight. This is why you'll see people in the gym week after week, month after month, the same people, and they, they don't seem to be losing weight and they're always doing cardio. And you're thinking, I don't, gosh, if I worked out that hard, I'd be so skinny, but actually that's not true. 
So I'm going to explain why cardio actually slows down the metabolism. So we're kind, we've been kind of taught that doing cardio, cardiovascular exercise will help us to lose weight, speed up our metabolism, and all these other things. But that's not true. Cardiovascular exercise actually, because of the heavy requirement it, it from on the body, uh, it actually slows down the metabolism. It actually sends mixed signals to the body saying, and those mixed signals are saying, you're going to lose, you're, you're, we need to watch out what you're doing. We need to slow down. We need to, you know, we don't know what's going on. And your adrenal glands start sending too much cortisol through the body. And unfortunately, cortisol slows down the metabolism. Cortisol is something the body doesn't ever want too much of. Cortisol is a very important hormone, but you never want too much of it going through your body. So every time we're in a stressful situation, your body releases cortisol, that fight or flight response. And every time you start doing have, um, intensive cardiovascular exercise, your body still releases a lot of cortisol because that's a protective mechanism by the body. So too much cortisol floating around the body all the time causes a lot of problems. So let's discuss one of the other issues. Um, when, you, when we do a lot of cardiovascular exercise, like let's say you take four spinning classes a week, and you're doing four spinning classes a week, and that, that's going to increase the oxidation of a very important nutrient called glutathione. And if you oxidize, oxidize glutathione, which means cause it to die off, that creates cellular damage. And that also contributes to, you know, wrinkling skin, sagging skin. Uh, it, it helps, it actually uh, inhibits the uptake of vitamin A, C, and E. So lots of, there's lots of uh, cascading effects from just doing too much exercise. So without getting too scientific here, I want to just kind of stress that if you're not losing weight, if you feel like your metabolism hasn't sped up at all, and you're doing cardiovascular exercise on a pretty regular basis, the first thing I would tell you to do is stop doing all that cardiovascular exercise. I would tell you to completely change what you're doing. It always, it always, uh, what, what matters is how, what your health issues are. Everybody is different. Everybody's body is different. But we're much more similar than different. So if you have a multitude of health problems and health conditions and you've had them for a while, I would give you advice like stop exercising completely for a little bit. First, get your nutrient intake right. First, make sure that every single thing going in your mouth is is high density nutrients. First, make sure everything going in your mouth isn't actually robbing nutrients out of your body. That's the first thing I would tell you. The second thing I would tell you is uh, to do relaxation exercises because if you're dealing with a health, 
health issues, your body actually wants you to calm down and, and be as calm as possible. The body does the most healing in the calmest state. So again, back to the treadmill. If you're on the treadmill every day and yet you have all these health issues, your body's asking you and wanting you to relax and calm down so it can heal. And instead you're going to going to the gym and running around like normal. And that's not what you want. You want to be as calm as possible. The second thing I would tell you to do is switch up your workout. I would, I would say, you know, first calm down your body. And then if you do exercise a little bit, make sure that it's focused on breathing exercises, yoga exercises. Make sure that it's focused on relaxation exercises, and then do a little bit of strength training. So I would say focus on building muscle, focus on getting stronger. Those, those types of exercises will actually release positive hormones for your body and will actually slow down the aging process. So anything that can slow down the aging process is what you want. You don't want to speed up the aging process. And there's lots of things we do unknowingly every day that speed up the aging process when if you knew what you could do to slow down the aging process, if you knew what to do to slow down the aging process, I'm sure you would probably want to do those things more. So I'm going to start to talk about in the next episode very important things we can do on a daily basis to slow down the aging process. Uh, so, you know, just to recap today, I would say I don't recommend cardiovascular exercise if you're dealing with chronic health conditions at all. Cardiovascular exercise puts too much stress on the body when the body actually wants to slow down and have a chance to absorb more nutrients to balance out the deficiencies. Cardiovascular exercise, too much of it can actually cause rapidly aging cells and it actually can also put a lot of strain on the heart muscle. And a heart muscle is something that you want to keep very strong. And we weren't really designed to do intensive cardiovascular exercise on a daily basis. We can do it if we need to, but we weren't designed to do that. And if we do, if we do strenuous cardiovascular exercise over long periods of time, over year after year after year, you will absolutely cause free radical damage and you will speed up the aging process, not slow it down. So I hope this was informative and interesting for you. And tomorrow, I'm going to talk about many things we can do to slow down the aging process. I hope you enjoyed episode number four of The Elevated Life. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for listening.